Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Wing Barbecue, where we play chicken in the pool for $200. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Josh. I am going to just be paddling around in the pool in between those chicken <laughs> matches. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the bourbon tonight. I don't know about the rest of you. I'm just the water tonight. I'm drinking a, a Halloween-themed beer, so it's oh. all good. Okay. So a uh, little housekeeping. We have, um, I don't really want to push it too much, but Chiller Theater in New Jersey, the weekend of Halloween, John Ashton is going to be there, who played Jabber Willie Joe. I got to look look that up. I think it was. And uh, Barbara Luna, who appeared in the final season, she's going to be there. But um, the person that I've heard is backing out, uh, but it's not confirmed yet, is Josh Henderson, who is listed on their website, but... I've heard from good authority that he probably won't be attending. But Mary, there is another one coming up in November that you want to mention. Yes, November 19th through 21st in Chicago, Illinois, is the Days of the Dead convention. It's a horror convention, horror movie convention, but our Jenna Wade, number three, Priscilla Presley, is going to be there. So, so am I. Woohoo! I just booked my ticket. And hopefully Sarah. We're there. hoping Sarah can can make it too. And we're gonna we're gonna have a little get together. And so if anyone is in the Chicago area or if you're going to the convention, please hit us up. Send us a message and let us know and we'll try to put together some sort of like get together and it'll be really fun. We will be wearing our Ewing Barbecue podcast shirts and hopefully that little sna- uh, situation with our distributor will be straightened out and people can get them and Yes. Represent the podcast. Because as of this moment, there's a hiccup with our merch, uh, but I'm trying to, we just had like a new place doing it and there's a problem, but we're going to try to get it fixed and I will let you guys know that information on Instagram and Twitter and our Facebook group. Awesome. I'll just shoot through a few Dallas birthdays here. Uh it's a busy month for birthdays uh, from Dallas. Annabelle Schofield uh, on September 4th. Sharon Henderson, Josh's mother, uh, was September 9th, along with Julie Gonzalo, who just turned 40. Linda Gray, speaking of 40, turned uh, 81. She was born in 1940. She turned 81 on September 12th. Her little TV sister, Mary Crosby, turned 62 on September 14th. September 16th, Shalane McCall, born in 1972, turns 49. Um, Morgan Woodward, who debuts tonight as, in the Venezuelan connection as Punk Anderson, was born in 1925. George Chikaris, uh, was from the dream season, was born in 1934. Uh, Don Starr, Jordan Lee, born in 1917. Our own beloved Larry Hagman, so today... Would have been his birthday, so we are recording on September 21st. Uh, he would have been 90. Um, Martha Scott was born in 1912, who played uh, Kristen and Sue Ellen's mother. Oh, all three of them were born in the same month. That's interesting. Um, Beth Toussaint, um, Tracy Lawton, and Robert Ackerman played Franklin Horner September 25th. Jonathan B. Goldsmith was born in 1938. 
And his birthday is mine, September 26th. Happy birthday, Josh. Thank you. Uh, Steve Forrest, was, who played West Parmalee, is 1925, was his uh, birth year, September 29th. And Ian McShane, Don Lockwood, was born in 1942, September 29th. So I'm going to actually do a birthday calendar when we get, and our death anniversary when we get to our website. Awesome. Yes which we're working on. And speaking of working on, we finally figured out Patreon. So we have a Patreon now. If anyone is interested in helping support us, because we are actually putting a little bit more of our own money in right now, trying to make things a little bit uh, better sounding and uh, fancier fancier for y'all, uh, so if you are able to, I know a lot of people are not able to right now, but if you are able to, um, you can help give us a little bit of money. Uh, we have a, several levels right now. Uh, we have a $5, 10 and $25 level. The $5 level gets you a shout out and you're helping us. Um, we're going to like have polls and you get voting power and then you're just supporting us. Um, at the $10 level... Um, you can talk to us, you can get everything at the $5 level, plus, um, you can commission us, uh, to do, to talk about certain things on the podcast or, uh, you can commission whatever, uh, questions, topics, and we'll record it and deliver it to you. So if you can like say, Hey, can you talk about this? And then we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll send it to you. Maybe even put it in the podcast. Um, and then at the $25 level, that's where we're going to have extra episodes. We're going to do like a book club where we're going to talk about the Lee Raintree book. Um, maybe even like read the Lee Raintree book. Uh, we're going to just talk about things that aren't even Dallas. Like we'll probably, you know, review movies or TV movies or whatever. Uh, and might do the Not Landing crossover episodes. And I might also yes, that would be so might, awesome might also really have cool. some um, Dallas interviews I did with the cast from Ultimate Dallas back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. And among the interviews that I might pull out of the vaults, I ended up doing a conversation that ran almost two hours with David Jacobs, creator of Dallas and Not Landing. That's I would cool. like to hear that. I would like to hear that. That would be a good yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that, and also like we're crafty, so we probably like send things to you, like send you stickers and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so check it out. It is patreon.com slash Ewing BBQ. And we'll post that online also. And that will be in your show notes also. So yeah, check it out. How do you spell that? I'm sorry. Oh, Patreon. P-A- it is P-A-T-R. E O N dot com slash Ewing BBQ. That's where I'm That's a good up. question. Thank you. Tonight we are talking about season four, episode six, The Venezuelan Connection. One of us is going to have to do something about Bobby. I just can't believe Bobby not talking to me about this. Getting totally out of hand. You are siding with Bobby against JR. They are both my sons, Sue Ellen. Don't forget that. I don't. I won't have Bobby leaving South Fork again for any reason. Are you asking me to step down? Mm-mm. I'm telling you, you're wasting my time. Daddy thinks Bobby's doing a great job. 
He didn't know he's heading for a fall. <laughs> but you do. Wouldn't be surprised. It was written by Lee Marcus, directed by Leonard Katzman, and aired December 5th, 1980. And some casting notes. We have, of course, E.J. Andre is back as Eugene Bullock. Joanna Cassidy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Six Feet Under, and Buffalo Bill takes over as Sally Bullock, replacing Andra Hackers. Uh, William Wyndham, whom Steve Canale calls his favorite guest star, who only appeared in a couple That's of episodes, a, makes, his, take, right. makes his first appearance tonight as uh, some guy in the bar in Fort Worth that asked, uh, he was kind of eyeballing He's, Ray and Jock, and we'll learn more about him like, later. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, dun, dun, dun. See, John Hurd, who played <laughs> Mr. Uh, Detective Mr. Mackey okay. um, he, <laughs> he also played Captain Dennis Sheridan on T.J. Hooker which uh, starred William Shatner and Heather Locklear who was doing dual double duty on T.J. Hooker and Dynasty at the time uh, Sam and Joe and that's become a little more commonplace today Before with, Tommy some, with someone like uh Sarah Paulson appearing in everything Ryan Murphy does. But, uh, and Ted Gehring, who played Brady York, uh, also appeared as Ebenezer Sprague on Little House on the Prairie. I don't know who watched, uh, if we have Little House on the Prairie fans out there, you might recognize him. I used to and watch And he was regular on Alice. Kiss my grits. Kiss my and grits. This episode uh, was number one for the week with a. 37.3 rating. Hell yeah. Oh. And a 62 share, riding the wave of Who Shot JR reveal mm-hmm. in the Who Done It episode, two episodes earlier. And just one note on the filming in Fort Worth. The cast loved walking the streets of that old cow town, as they say, during breaks and sneaking off to a Mexican restaurant called Joe T. Garcia's for lunch. And if anyone out there wants to Google that, they may still be in business. So a little trip down to Fort Worth, and you can That's go cool. eat where the cast ate. That's it for me. Woohoo! Cool. All right. All right. And did we give a shout-out shout to Mel- Melanie, who's not with us this evening? Oh, yeah. We should shout-out to Melanie. Oh, is feeling under the weather, so she's not joining us tonight. So we hope Melanie feels better very soon. We miss you, Mel. <laughs> Oh, and also, by the way, uh, Joe T. Garcia's is still open. Oh, nice. 2201 North Commerce Street, Fourth Worth, Texas. Cool. Hell yeah. All right. We'll dive right in. Okay. So we open on early morning at South Fork. Still shot on location. Yes. Wendy Hare, mm-hmm. Bobby Hare. Mm-hmm. The, the, tree, the, tree, the, the trees and the wind and all that stuff. And this mm-hmm. first scene is actually very, very busy. Before we Lots cut to another happening. location, yes. Yep. So Bobby's headed out to work. He's he's like drinking his coffee and putting it down. He's on his way, and then Pam comes out, and she seems pissed because <laughs> all he she woke up on the wrong side. All of the she, he wanted to talk about is the refinery and work last night, and she was not having it. It's just refinery, refinery, he, refinery. He couldn't even remember what was on his dinner plate, and if his if dinner is that unmemorable, I'm not eating at that restaurant. So that's just my take. Right. Yeah. I yeah. think the problem is more. So they're just basically Pam, showing how consumed he is. Yeah. Pam says that uh, Jr. would be will be very pleased with Bobby's work when he 
takes the company back. Like, that's just like a wet blanket. Oof. Harsh. Harsh. Because, like, I mean, actually, Pam mm-hmm. knows what's up. She's, I mean, I mean, we all kind of know what's going to happen. But, I mean, that's kind of pretty harsh to say it to Bobby's face. <laughs> I know. But, um, and it's going to be interesting watching the J.R. and Sue Ellen dynamic and the Bobby and Pam dynamic in this episode back and forth. Just... Yes. Yes. It's like it's like yin and yang, mm-hmm. as they're mm-hmm. on opposite yep. ends of the spectrum. Definitely. Is normally it's Jr. and Sue Ellen that are uh, going yep. tit for tat, and and like uh, Bobby and Pam who are like each other. like schmoozing and like cuddling in the background, but not today. No. So Pam leaves with no breakfast because she's not the only one. Yeah. That, uh, Bobby's not the only one that can can be busy. And he's late for some right. meeting. She's got shit to do. And then Ray comes and he's basically like, do you even still work here? Because uh, <laughs> we were running the ranch and you haven't been doing that. And Bobby's just like, yeah, uh, I don't have time for that. It, <laughs> and And the buzzword is refinery. If this were Pee Wee's Playhouse, and the word w- the word right. of the day would be refinery, and they would yell yeah, every time like, they ah! heard refinery. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I will say, until I rewatched this one um, today, I watched it this well this morning. Um, I didn't realize. I don't really think I remember this about Bobby, like him getting this consumed and kind of getting caught up in everything. Yeah. It's kind of a forgetful episode to me <laughs> I, yeah. for some reason. I mean, a lot of stuff goes on. It in does, it, but, but it's kind of, yeah. Like, oh, and we're in the aftermath of the whole reveal of who shot JR and where do you go from that pinnacle? Right. How do you keep I your I feel audience? like we're setting up a bunch of stuff. Like right now, there's a lot of like, they're starting to put ingredients right. into the mix, but yeah, it's not right. Exactly, super interesting yet. Right, because you previous episode you just put Kristen on a plane to California, and she ends up at Gary and Val's house in Knott's Landing for a little while. Which I still think is crazy how she just got off scot free. Right. I, I mean, it's just like, oh, okay, you shot me. Bye, get on the plane. Boy, they they. Um. The, the, there I mean, was so much manure you could smell coming out of that uh, that that staged act in front of the family and the detective. Oh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to vomit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. Oh yeah. Taste of success. How about taste of an Academy Award for your performance there? After Pam leaves with no breakfast, then, then Ray came, and then after Ray, well, Ray's still standing there, and then, so That's- Jr. was taken off guard by the whole refinery thing, like, he didn't see that coming, so you know he spent the entire night just calling all the girls, gossiping around town, figuring out what happened and how he was able to do that, and so then he finds out all the information, and then he tattles to Jack about it, and then How could anybody not hear him in the middle of the night, because there are thin walls in that house. I, right, right. Yeah. I don't, I think JR was downstairs on like the phone in the office, which is probably away from the bedrooms with like the nightlight on and going through like the Rolodex. Had that bottle of <laughs> bourbon Rolodex. right next to him. <laughs> yes, definitely. 
Oh God! If if we drank as if the average person drank as much as the people do on this show, their livers would be shot. Later in the episode, I noticed that like. Yes. I mean, they drink it. <laughs> JR's drinking white wine for like breakfast, like in the morning in the office. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Which is odd in itself. Starts drinking a glass of champagne, but Bobby won't have any of that and takes it out of his hand. But we'll <laughs> Yeah, right, 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 right. So Bobby used a anyway, hundred, uh, he sold off a hundred million dollars in Ewing assets, which is phenomenal. And you think about that. It's a bit uh, of money. Even to pay today, for the refinery. This was 40 19- some years ago. 80? 41 years ago? Yeah. It's just a- yeah. And that's still, and it's still today a shit ton of money. It was even more money then. Yeah. Because yeah. inflation, it would have been higher. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just going to. Yeah. I'm just gonna pull it out of my wallet here. Here, here. Let me. Let me, let me, let me, let me get you. Let me get you a hundred million. Oh, sorry, I'm tapped. Okay, bye. <laughs> Chuck is. He's pissed because Bobby doesn't consult with him. But Chuck, you're retired. You got one foot in the retirement home and one in the office. You, you need to make up your mind. Are you gonna go out and play bocce, or are you gonna go in the office and work? I mean, what? He's a, he's a backseat driver com- completely the whole way. He yeah. just can't help it. Uh, yeah, and then JR walks away and drops a smirk, and Sue Ellen has been in the background the whole time observing all of this, and she's loving it. <laughs> JR and Sue Ellen right. are loving it. Uh, oh, yeah. They're, they're like the... They're like two witches that are stirring the, col- the, stirring the pot, you know. Just, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The witch and the yes. warlock. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Ray's just still standing there the whole time, and he's just trying to be helpful, I think, and he's just trying to interject, like, for Bobby. And he's like, well, maybe it's none of my business, but you put him in charge. And Jock's like, that's right. It is none of your business. This is family stuff. Rah. And puts him in Which, his place, kind of. And Ray's like, okay, my bad. Which is an interesting thing to say, Uh Foreshadow, uh-huh. but um, uh-huh. foreshadowing, uh, right? Yeah, and Bobby actually name dropped uh, main wearing oil for the refinery mm-hmm. in this episode. Another mm-hmm. throwback there. But basically, Jack just feels put in the middle between oh, Jr. and Bobby, and he doesn't like it. Clowns to the left of me and jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck oh. in the middle with Jack Ewing. Here I am, stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. But, but nobody's getting their ear Jock chopped the off like in Reservoir Dogs. Thank God. Yes. Yes. Mm. Although if Jr. had his way, so Ray wants Ray wants Jock to go to Fort Worth with him, but we don't know when the scene ends whether he's going or not. And then Sue Ellen in this scene, I just, I, I hate it. I hate this this whole thing with Sue Ellen, where she just the person she turns into when she's just blindly standing bus behind Jr. with like up to everybody like. JR is right. JR, blah, blah, blah. Like, it drives me insane. It does. And because she, she gets so, like, uppity and snooty and, like, bitchy about it. And, she, like, ugh, like, you're better than the Suellen. Stop she it. She plays both sides of the fence a lot in this series because yeah. one, one, day, one yes. day she'll be on Bobby's side because she, JR needs to be stopped. And then now she's on JR's side because Bobby needs to be stopped. And it's like, she. Right. She, and she, she even she, confronts Miss Ellie. 
Yeah, that. Like she, and she, like she's like, you're picking Bobby's side, and Miss Ellie's like, I'm not picking a side. Like they're both my sons, so I'm not picking a side. But Miss Ellie's like, bitch, you better back the fuck up. Back the fuck up, right? I'm not going to have Bobby leaving this ranch. Uh, that that's her drive. Right. This episode. That's, that is her drive. That's her. She has one thing, and she's like, I don't care what happens, yeah. but Bobby's not leaving this ranch. And what what was and one more note on the uh, yep. scene outside was JR's always never turns down an opportunity to put Ray in his place. And it was, I, I half expected him to tell Ray to go, go play with the cows. Uh, this is family matter, you know, something like that. But, but he didn't, but he didn't, he didn't do didn't. that. Not yet. Nope. Yeah. But I think he's more concerned about Bobby right now. So yeah, it makes sense. It yeah. Does. Let me cut to the store. We finally leave the ranch about 20 minutes into the episode. Finally. Here. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. I wonder, I would the love store. to have, The store. I would love to have crazy. been the uh, director coordinating all of the action in that first set of scenes. Just. It was a lot. lot going. It really was a lot going on. Yep. So, uh, Detective Mackey, the PI, has just calls to say, like, basically, I haven't found anything. I haven't found anything yet. And she's just like, keep looking. There's something. Keep looking until you find something. Then we cut to Ewing Oil. There is major glowing, gloating going on here from Connie. Major. And this, this <laughs> goes like on Connie. like throughout the episode. She just is. She she looks like the cat that swallowed the canary in this whole episode. She just, really does. Like she didn't do anything. I guess she's just proud of Bobby. I don't know. Well, she works. Those for Bobby. secretaries get really competitive. About the people they work for. I swear. For whatever reason. Yeah. Uh And there's another smirk that she gives to Luella as well. More smirking Mm -hmm. going on. I want you to drink every time somebody smirks. (laughs) We'd be dead. We'd be drunk on this episode. We go into a meeting with uh, Mr. Mr. Eugene and um, Sally. Sally. Oh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Trivia question for y'all. Do you know what other famous movie <laughs> that Sally played in? I kept seeing no. her face. I was like, who is that? Yeah. You know that movie, Don't Tell Mom Baby's yeah. Dead? I'm right on top of that, Rose. <gasps> That's her. Oh, That's my God. You're right. I didn't know that. Whoa. That's her. Oh, yeah. I, to- I totally you know what do. talking about. And... She's the one that's the, the boss and Christine yep. Applegate's, and, uh, Christine Applegate's name in that movie is Sue Ellen. Favorite, and a little a little trivia. Um, Christina Applegate's mother played oh uh, somebody's secretary on Dallas in a later season. Really? Yes. Yep. Wow. I didn't know really? that. Really? And uh, Shalene McCall was on okay. Married with Children for an episode with Christina Applegate. And the guy who played Andy Bradley played um, Mr. I believe it was, he played a character on The Brady Bunch. Cool. Okay. 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 That's enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, six Degrees of Dallas. All right. Yes. Uh, top of that okay. So, yeah. But Connie congratulates Bobby on the refinery, smirking. And then the, oh, the meeting. Oh, they want to broker uh, crude. Right. Yeah. There's a lot I of did write down the numbers. I did write down okay. the numbers. Six hundred thousand 
barrels at $30 per barrel for a total of $18 million to arrive from Venezuela yeah. in five days. Do you notice? Well, I want the money in advance. You notice Sally kind of getting right up in Bobby's face like she's trying to. She's like this. I mean, she's, she's like, like you can't. Other people can't see do me. It? Are you going to do right it? She's right up in his personal space. <laughs> Are you chicken? She, was she flirting? I, I mean, did she want to like get? I think uh, she was a little bit flirting, but she's also like trying. What's the word? I think she's uh, pushing him to see what he'll do. Right. Right. She's trying to be like a. Yeah, I'm missing a word here. Uh, not aggressive. Yes, you know it's definitely like, like a, she's like daring him to like, do it. And Mr. Eugene sleeps well at night knowing that Sally is handling all the business. Yeah. In more ways than one. Yeah, he's just sleeping. She's I'm taking care of it. he does. Well, he's so old, he probably can't get the, uh, get the Derek pumping anymore. I, I feel like we, I, we, yeah, that was kind of the consensus we came to last time they were in the show. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Bobby, Bobby, go, he's like, yeah, let's do it. I'll have the check oh, yeah. ready this afternoon. Yeah. And boom. And then he, uh, but triple dog dare taken. Stick that tongue on the flagpole. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's not trouble. Doc, doc, doc. <laughs> but there was a point in the scene where Mr. Eugene said, uh, question whether Jock and Jr. Approved, or he had consulted with the jock. Right. And every time that is comes up, it is like waving a red flag to Bobby. He gets it, just like yeah, it, it really is. He gets pissed. Yeah. He tries yeah. to prove himself even more. Yeah. He's like a bull in, in Pamplona, you know, just like running the streets. Then he said, "Ask Connie for." Do we have anything cold and delicious to celebrate with? And I almost feel like if I were Connie, I go. Yeah, my lunch is in the refrigerator. <laughs> cold and bu- cold and delicious. What? That was just a weird line to me. Uh, I just. Yeah, that was a little. It is weird. I didn't even. That yeah. is cold. That I is I weird. I didn't even think it. I even heard it. Maybe cold and bubbly or something. You know, bring in, bring in a bottle yeah, of champagne. Cold or and delicious. Cold and delicious. Or a celebratory glass. And it's like nine a.m. You guys. I don't know, but they just came to the office. That does sound good. <laughs> Well, Connie's lunch yeah. would be in the refrigerator, uh, keeping cold, and it probably is True. delicious for Connie. I mean, well, but I'm just saying, like, they're drinking, at, like we were saying earlier, they're drinking. It's like nine thirty in the morning. Well, people are doing mimo- good for them. People have but, mimosas, but that's adding orange juice to it, and that's different. <laughs> and you're in a restaurant; you're not in your place of business. <laughs> Of course, in the 80s, that was totally different. My dad had stuff in his... Hey, we need liquid courage to get through the day in those offices. We need plenty of liquid courage. (laughs) True. Oh, yeah. Of course, back in the day, smoking your... Not a lot of food gets eaten on this show because people will take two bites, they'll have an argument, and they'll get up and they'll leave. That's true. That's very true. They have to get their nourishment somewhere, so it comes from the alcohol. That's true. That's very true. That's a good logic, Josh. Let's head on down to Fort Worth. And I've been there. That scene, Fort Worth Livestock. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. And it's not that far. We can drive, and it's not far. It's like 45 minutes, maybe, I think. I can't remember 15 years ago. But it's really neat. 
So yeah, so Jack and Ray are at the cattle auction, and they run into Punk Anderson and Pat Powers. This scene is odd. It is. One of my favorite parts of it is when Jock finishes his beer and he goes, and like shakes it like, I'm out, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he makes the weirdest face. They need, we need to go get some more liquid, as he calls it. Right. We can come back to these cows anytime. But the whole exchange, because we're led to believe up to now that Jock has been going to visit Punk Anderson, going to see him off screen because Morgan Woodward has not appeared until this episode. Right. But when they meet up, it's they're acting like they haven't seen each other in 20 or 30 years. Maybe that's, that's just how the good old boys act. Maybe. But is it just maybe... He did skip his party not that long ago. Because they were going to... Uh, they're a barbecue. Yeah. So they didn't oh, make it right. there. So maybe... It's been a while for them. Because there are BFFs. And they usually spend a lot of time together. And and he, he refers to uh, Bobby and Jerry as uh, those two boys of yours. <laughs> Which is sad because there's more than two boys. Yes. I know he's talking about that of eating oil, but everybody always forgets about Gary. <laughs> Poor Gary. And well, Gar- I, seriously. Gary is actually the one that had the strength to leave home. That's, That's exactly right. Yeah. Take that, Jr. Yeah. So they're gonna, so they're gonna go get some. Uh, they're gonna get some more liquid and come back to the cows. But uh, in that seat, that those auctioneers talk really fast. Yes, like they me. do. <laughs> no, no, uh, slightly faster than you. Just slightly. I can do that though. <laughs> but I, I did manage to pick up that Jock and Ray did pick up uh, some cattle at that in one in one in the beginning of the scene. So, so they want to celebrate. Yeah. So that was just a scene to give Jock something to do, just to exactly. get him out yep, there. Yep, and, yep, yep, yep. Because you have all these actors under contract, and some of them don't have much going on in their storylines, so you got to get them into the episodes. Sure. Somehow or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then JR comes into the... We cut back to the Ewing Oil. JR comes into the office. Everybody gets nuts. Uh-huh. And he says, oh, boy, if I got a reception like that, I'd go out and get shot more often. <laughs> <laughs> Just Black you Kristen wait, Jair. Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> JR, many, many, many more people. Many, many shot. times. <laughs> Jair, do you see that bullseye taped to your back? <laughs> it's there forever. It's a tattoo. It's a birthmark. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And who's coming out of the office? Right on top of that, right? Sally. <laughs> Sorry. I'm delirious. <laughs> okay. We've been off the air for a while. We're just, we we're have just been. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Trying. This is this is like how Stella got her groove back. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but then they he finds out what's going on and with Mr. Eugene. And then JR's like chipper and he's like, Well, whatever Bobby wants to do, I'm behind one hundred percent. Which is suspect as fuck. He's full of shit. Bullshit. Then they go into the office. They go into the office, and this is a classic exchange. Classic exchange. Yeah. Classic. Yes. And it really 
being like classic, like between Bobby and JR, yeah, like yeah. The, the whole the back and okay. back and it's forth that's... dynamic. And you can you can really pick up on the chemistry that these actors have with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, They're just it, bickering. It pours through in this in a scene like this. The bickering and Bobby's like, "Oh, and are you asking me to step down?" And JR's like, "No, I'm telling you to." Ooh. Go play with toys that you know something about. And Bobby's like, no way. I was uh-uh. like, Ooh. I'm staying here. And what kills me is Bobby used to not ever want to be involved in viewing oil, right? Right. He didn't. He had no. Like, but he, I guess he feels like he's making. Well, a- I think like he did it because like he stepped in and then he was like, wait a minute. One, I'm good at this. And two, like, mm-hmm. I'm having fun. Like, I like it. Yeah. Once you taste, Amy. once you taste, you know, taste the grapes, you keep eating the grapes. You want more right. and you want to keep yeah. going. Yeah. He likes it. And, and I think deep down inside, he really does know it really irks JR. Probably that too. Yeah. When he does something good. You know, oh, yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. actually doing Totally. Something. And there's a lot of posturing going on. Oh, Between yeah. them. Ugh. And I, I like I like when Bobby comes over, takes the glass of champagne out of Jr.'s hand, and said, "This yeah. meeting's over. Your office is down the hall." <laughs> you go to your He's got room. some balls on him lately. <laughs> Good year, right? Yeah, Bobby's getting some balls on him a couple of the episodes. Yeah, some, yeah. Some, episodes. some Kojo, some Kojones. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, but it's like, no, you're poopy pants. No, you're poopy pants. <laughs> Basically, I mean, that's, yeah. that's probably, that's, yeah. <laughs> Poopy pants. Now we kept to Sue Ellen at therapy. Huh? With her huge bangs swooped over to the side. Yeah. Yes. Half her head is her bangs. <laughs> and we, we don't have the establishing shot that we've had before because that wagon is gone. Oh. She, ha- fucking wagon. she has a new, smaller right. station. Wagon. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just pissed at Bobby. And so she's, she's just venting she's, about Bobby. Which is odd. And she still doesn't know who posted her bail. She did? No, because the scene starts with her wondering if Bobby had posted the bail. That's right. And yeah. we, 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 nobody really knows who posted that bail. It's kind of, right. Right. kind of like one of those little things that they just kind of, okay, she got bailed out, but we moved away from it. Yeah, yeah. Do we ever find out? Uh, hang on. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm just, I feel like I've missed something. I, I don't know. Hang on. Good, good things busy. come to those who wait. I'll, yeah. I'll just say okay. that. So, yeah, she's just going on and on about Bobby. And Dr. Elby's like, um, what about JR in all of this? Yeah. She's like, oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, cut to JR and Luella at the restaurant. And JR's. Exactly. JR wants yeah. Luella to spy at the office, but says, oh, your, your, when your husband's out of town, maybe I'll come over for a quote unquote drink. Right. And she's all about it. He looks so- she's just like, okay. Uh, I don't, she looks so funny and he looks so creepy and he's holding that cane like Ebony's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, he just, it's very true. It because she's kind of, the way the Luella is acting man. like is like, it's finally my turn. It's like, uh, yeah, gross. Well, like, I had Julie Gray like, and now I'm going to have you. 
And they've been. She's been married for like two months. I don't. Okay. Yeah. And her husband's always on the road for work, so it's it's like, oh well, why don't I come over there and get a little piece of some some? Yeah. You know, and <laughs> it. I think that scene. That part of the scene was just there to remind everyone that right before Sue Ellen Sajera is wonderful. Uh uh yeah. uh. That he's a piece of trash. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he's uh, more, more smirking. <laughs> but I love, I love the side eye that Dr. Elby gives to Ellen when she's saying that, too. She's just like, no, he's wonderful. Everything's between us is amazing. And it's the best it's ever been. And it's only good. And he's just like, mm, okay. Right. He knows she's laying some bullshit. Yeah. Unloading some bullshit. Yeah. You're, you're, JR is wonderful and everything is perfect. And, and Dr. Elby has the greatest head of hair on, on the planet. <laughs> right. Yes. So we cut to South Fork, pre-dinner drinks. Yeah, I couldn't tell until the end of the scene if that was pre-dinner drinks or after-dinner drinks. Oh. I don't know, but I will say two very, very wrong things this scene is Jock's glasses and Lucy is wearing blue on blue on blue on blue on blue. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I agree with both of those. And I (laughs) guess that's why they call it the blues. Blues. Yeah, Jock's glasses. Uh, I bring. I've brought them up before. They are yeah. way oversized for his face. So big. They're so large. And that yellowish tint. They look like Linda Rich. They look like so glasses large. Linda Richmond would wear on Saturday Night Live. Yes. Now I'm verklempt. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so I Lucy guess I was thinking in. it. Yeah, I was thinking it was pre-dinner drinks because Lucy walks in like she's like she's there for dinner. Uh, yeah. Is what I was thinking, but I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, Lucy busted. Yeah, I, I didn't know until late in the scene when they said it was dinner time, uh, that oh, okay. it, whether it was before dinner or after yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah. But Lucy comes in full of energy because she has one of her brilliant ideas, and that is to have a barbecue so Mitch can come over and meet her friends. A few, a few, a few friends. Just a couple of friends. Just a couple. A few friends. friends. Just a few. Yeah. yeah. And Jock tells her to ask Miss Ellie. And Miss Ellie asks what the occasion is, and she says it's about Mitch. And she goes on about how wonderful he is and his honesty. And how nice he is. He's a honesty. real man. And goes, oh, oh, well, that, that, that should work well for Bobby. You should give him a job at Ewing Oil. He'd fit in right there. And, and Lu- Lucy said, oh, no, he has a job. He parks cars. And Jerry goes, oh, well, well, at least he's got a future ahead <laughs> of himself. <laughs> Jared's so fucking mean. Everybody's mean in the scene. Yeah, he is. He's just fucking mean. I, I just, I just love, I just love these actors and actresses. Just the their their off screen personalities just really bleed into these characters, and you can really see. In the beginning of the series, they were really trying to figure out, you know, getting to know each other, but now they're really starting to. Oh yeah, they've known each other for years. Get at along this point. with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's yeah. really starting to come across in the, some of the deliveries of their lines and just the totally. way they they play out different scenes. And I like when Lucy describes Mitch as a real man, and Bobby just says, "That's the best kind." Okay, <laughs> that's just <laughs> sure. And then, but, but and he makes but, that face where he puts but, his eyebrows. And up. then he after this it. whole thing, Lu- Lucy goes. Well, granddaddy, can I? And then he tells her to ask Miss Ellie again. I don't, 
Like, Miss Ellie's right there. She can just answer if she wants to, I guess, you know, right? I know. Tell yeah. Ellie. And she, then obviously um, Sue Ellen says, oh, well, Lucy, you've never really had the best uh, luck with uh, with with your with your men, but um, I'd like to say she says that with maybe, claws out. Yes, <laughs> yeah. maybe you'll get a little luckier or a little wiser this time. And Lucy goes, "Well, we can't all be as fortunate as you, Sue Ellen." <laughs> and then Ellie breaks it up. Ding, She's ding, like, ding, okay, dinner time. okay, all right, <laughs> break it up. You won. <laughs> I, I can just I can just hear like the dinner bell going in the background. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. Soup's on. Come on, get it. Uh, and then uh, J, after dinner, up in the bedroom, Jr. is venting to Sue Ellen. He's just so annoyed with the whole situation. And then he says he's going out, and she just kind of looks at him, and she, he's like, "Business, I promise." We've we've right. we've heard that before, right. but, but here here's the qualifier. What comes next? Oh, when she asks she him, says, "Should I wait up?" And then he said, "By all means." And then she just like gloats uh, to herself in the mirror, like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna get some." She's like, "Close your jewelry she's box," like, and she's oh, like, yes, oh, oh, yes. mm-hmm. uh, "Got him back." She's so stupid. More smirking. Uh, God, yeah, smirking, yeah. and I just and I want to be like, "What a dumbass you are!" I hate it. <laughs> She's, she's so easy to fool. Lo- I hate it. There's a lot of smirking in this episode. Yeah. Yes. And then when JR has to walk past his parents to leave the house, he's like, oh, I'm going to go help Bobby. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Help Bobby. Help help Bobby <laughs> fail. Help Bobby fail. Sure. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And in that scene where he, it, I noticed the camera angle, you could actually see the upstairs railing. Oh, could the, you? Over JR's shoulder. And you never really get to see that. And it had that little curve that we, from the side that we don't really see when we go up the stairs. So it was just like, ooh. So Jack and Ellie, they really feel caught in the middle of everything right now. Which, yeah, they would. Yeah. And the way way Bobby went about it really sticks in Jock's craw. Jock, I don't want to know about your craw, okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I can actually see. I can see... Jack's point a little bit here because Miss Ellie's just like her only thing is like Bobby has to be in charge because that's what's going to make him stay and that's all I want and then Jack's like yeah but like he's never taken an interest in it before and like JR's been his whole life has been Ewing Oil that's what he's wanted to do he's been doing it the whole time in training Bobby never had an interest until very recently been in the and office now, in the fields Bobby was right. out sowing his royal wild oats right and and now we're just taking away from JR and just giving it to Bobby. And like, and I actually kind of saw Jack's point a little bit when he said it that way. Um, Marketing opportunity. They could sell Bobby Ewing's wild oatmeal. <laughs> but then I'd be Sewing like, his wild oatmeal. Cream of oats. And I'm going to take a pass on that. <laughs> We have the J.R. Ewing ascot uh, right. and the safari jacket and Bobby Ewing's cream of wild oats. <laughs> did you say cream of wild oats? <laughs> I did, I did, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a little salty. Just kidding, y'all, you know it's so pretty. I think it's funny. <laughs> but they both, Jock and Ellie 
both mention that they don't want to lose a son, but I think they're both thinking of different sons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can you can tell J- Jock doesn't want to lose JR, Ellie doesn't want to lose Bobby. Yeah. Yep. And they and they say another. They say another. Meaning right, that they're acknowledging that Gary is not there. Because he moved out of the house. What? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Imagine if we lived in a world where all parents were like that. Nobody would ever. Yeah. Little House on the Prairie again. I don't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get Lucy going to Mitch's house or apartment and trying to invite him to the barbecue she already planned just for him. And he's just kind of like, he's trying to get out of it because he's just, you know, I it isn't his thing. He's like, I gotta study. I gotta study. But she talks him into it and, like, charms him. And he's like, all right, I'll be there. Because she's like, it's just gonna be, like, just a couple people. And she she was so happy. happy. Yeah, it was a reluctant agreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very reluctant. So then we see where JR really went. To Sally. Yeah. To discuss the wonderful... To discuss their wonderful past uh, times and a business venture that would shaft somebody? Shaft somebody? Goes, Is this... JR says, well, what, what makes you think I would ever want to shaft anybody? And he smirks. So, is, do you think this is double entendre, or am I just taking this also in a dirty way? No, I think it's... What is, that, what is it called whenever... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't think okay, of the word. Just right. keep going. I'll think of it. It'll <laughs> pop in about 10 minutes, and I'll be like, oh, Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, like, pretends to be hurt. Like, oh, well, I would shaft someone. And then they both laugh. <laughs> You, you almost want to see the, the twirling of the mustache. Ooh, he, he might as well be. He might as well be. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then we cut to the pool at South Fork, and Sue Ellen's laying in the pool, and then Bobby's walking in. And after the venting session at Dr. Elby's, you know this is going to be awkward. It's very awkward. Sue Ellen, in the pool, she gives Bobby the cold shoulder. Oof. Yeah, and definitely. It, it, re- it really right. reminded me of when Ray... Came up to Sue Ellen the morning oh, after yeah. their little yeah. tryst. Yeah. And she's like, it's Mrs. Yep. Ewing. It's like she had like a Mrs. Ewing, and she gets up and walks away. Yep. This is like Sue Ellen doing the same <laughs> same thing to Bob, although they didn't sleep together. Um, yeah. No. But it's just that same treatment of. Mm-hmm. And just the flip, the like gets off the float and she walks away. And you could tell he's like, what just happened? <laughs> Well, but whenever, right, whenever JR comes out, she goes up real fast and grabs his arm like you were talking about, being like behind his back. Like I know, I hate it. I really so, it's hate so it. It's so annoying. Watching her walk away was the most annoying. Because she just, she gets awful. And, Standing yeah, by and, her man. And Bobby, Bobby talks about how when he was little, he never <laughs> wanted to be a part. And now that he has, he, he likes it. And Sue Ellen goes, well, while you're playing president, playing president, like it's a game, what's JR supposed to do? And he's like, you begged me to stop him, like, not that long ago. And so I did. <laughs> and, she's, and she retorts, well, you're the one that needs to be stopped now. Yeah, and he's like, all right. <laughs> Where did that come from? You're like, that went in a totally different direction than I was <laughs> Exactly. Planning. She gives Bobby these cold, icy dagger looks as she gets up to walk away and... JR comes out in his 
this outfit, I'm sorry, the bathrobe, the blue bathrobe, right. pale blue. Yes. The, the cowboy hat with the with the nice feathers on it. And, and Karen McKenzie from Knott's Landing's rose-colored glasses that she wants. Because she that wants to be a Pollyanna. Well, I'm sure JR does not see Pollyanna view of the world through his rose-colored glasses. No. No. For anyone that doesn't watch Knott's Landing, go Google Karen McKenzie's Pollyanna speech. Where she's (laughs) talking to Gary about being a Pollyanna. But that that outfit is just... I started laughing when I saw JR come out dressed that way. He's not always known for his fashion sense. He's walking around... He's walking around his yeah. house in his yard with, with a cowboy hat on and a bathrobe. In a bathroom. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever walked What's out of the pool with a bathrobe on. You have a pool? I don't think I've ever walked out to my pool oh. when I had a pool. So you well, have a pool. To. I'm coming over. Um, growing up, I've never saw my dad come out of the house in a red mm-hmm. and get a swim pool. Girls wear cover-ups, but not usually. But that that is just... I'm sorry, that, that gets a... Head scratcher for fashion sense in this. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I mean the cowboy hat. The cowboy hat has the the yes. feathers all around it, and he mm-hmm. he wears one later in the episode too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or, or does does Punky Anderson wear one with feathers on it too? Yeah, he does. I want to know who's doing I'll the cowboy hat. Yeah, it's a good question. I want one. And Jr. says he's going to uh, paddle around the pool for a bit. And Swellen goes off with him. Mm-hmm. And they look so cute in that scene. Yeah. I don't think I've ever right. seen them that laughy and playy. Oh, yeah. That was a um, couple scenes later when they're in the pool. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. No, mm-hmm. it's coming up, though. Oh, I thought that was the same. Because uh, first, cut we to have in, a quick... Cut to inside. So Pam's coming down the stairs. Why is it so often that when the phone rings and the person coming down the stairs, it's always a call for that person? Good Good luck. Good luck. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so that was just a quick scene for Pam. Yeah. Then we jump back to... Jock and Ray. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out again. And Jock does not want to go home because he doesn't want to go to Lucy's barbecue. And who do they run into again? <laughs> Punk Anderson again. And Pat Powers. And Pat Powers. So they go to a cattle auction. and Young kids today really taking over, aren't they? Yeah, they sure are. I guess so. <laughs> it just makes Jock feel more like a dinosaur. Yeah. Poor Jock. What do you do with your days after building this oil company and right. working out in the fields and wildcatting and all this? He's bored. He's yeah. as bored as all feck. Yeah. So then we come back to the pool at South Fork and everyone is having like a super leisure day. Uh, like it just ever, they're in the pool hanging out, both Jr. and Sue Ellen and Bobby. Opposite sides of the pool. Opposite sides. Yeah, they're Sue not talking. Yeah, yeah. It's very symbolic of their the gap yeah. between them as brothers right now. Sides. And then Pam comes out yes. and she tells Bobby that she is going to have lunch with Cliff, and um, that she's going to tell him that her mom might be alive. And then Bobby gets that look on his face like, oof. Like, really? (laughs) Don't get your hopes up. I've got a lot on my plate right now. I don't need to deal with your crap. Right? (laughs) Oh, my. Like, that came out awful. Like, I don't want to have to worry about you because I have enough shit I have to worry about. So I don't want to worry about you, too. And it's like, oh, ouch. Well, and that really irks Pam's chain. Yeah, as it should. And, we and also, she walks away, as she should. And, 
And just to update people, uh, you know, she does drop the line that, oh, yeah, um, Cliff's working on Dave Culver's campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to give a little junk, you know, exposition or something yeah. there. Or whatever. And then we have yeah. Bobby looking confused as she walks away super pissed. And then we cut over to Bob to JR and Sue Ellen, like, canoodling in the pool, being adorable. That's what I was talking yeah. about, yeah. Really showing the contrast of their relationship, where their yeah. relationship are Which is usually the opposite. Right at this so. point in time. Yes. Yeah. And I bet you they were having fun with this. <laughs> yeah, of course they were. So then the jock and the boys go for a beer. And, like, is there... Okay, 1980, was there only one kind of beer? So, like, when you say... Because they're like, beer's for all of us. So, all right. They're Here's all a that beer. Can. A beer. Generic beer from the store. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Although, early in one of the episodes, I remember they were in downtown Dallas, and a Dr. Pepper truck drove behind them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Unintended product placement. Uh-huh. So, they... They're going for generic beer and steaks, and Jock's getting bored, and Punk proposes a business at uh, some swamp on the Texas-Louisiana border. This is something to, like, keep them busy, I guess, right? Wheeling and dealing. Wheeling and dealing like the old days. There'll be plenty of wheeling and dealing. Because that's what they want to do. Wheel and deal. Not be retired. Have some What wheeling and yeah. dealing goes on in a freaking swamp, for God's sakes? It's a swamp. Right. But we're going to find out. I mean, the the most famous swamp wheeling and dealing was Walt Disney getting that land in Florida, which was swamp land, and building Walt Disney World out of a swamp. (laughs) True. That's uh, true. And that was some true wheeling and dealing, getting all that land under dummy corporations. Buying it out from all those people for nothing. (laughs) Right. And if Tufts University in Massachusetts did not surrender the mineral rights, all of that land purchasing would have been for naught. Wow. So they go to get a table, and they pass some guy, and, oh, yeah, you're still working at the South Fork, I heard him say. <laughs> <laughs> the mm-hmm. South Fork. Like, like there's the more than South one Fork. South Fork. There's, yes. I called him a creepy guy, asked the waiter who those the young guy was and the old guy he was with. And he's all like, well, that's Ray Krebs, that? and that's... That's Jock Ewing. And then he's like, That's Jock Strap ah. Ewing. That's a little. He had an interesting reaction. Who's this guy? It's always some schlub at a bar that turns up and has an interesting reaction. That's true. That's true. Okay, and then we cut to uh, Mitch, which I, it's, Mitch is a pretty nice car for a poor guy. Like, I feel like it's beat up, kind of, but. It's a, it's a, it's a, a pale yellow Mustang, right? I love that yeah. Mustang. Yeah. Seems like that'd probably be worth some money. Am I wrong? I don't and know he, a lot about he, cars, but it seems like it. It's like a... He pulls up uh, well, to it, the it South now. Fork um, for a barbecue with a few friends? A few friends, and it's like a million people there. And there, did you guys notice that there is a guy doing fancy fucking flips off of the diving board over and over again? Like, yeah. oh, like, like triple, like, he's like doing the triple Lindy off of the diving <laughs> yeah. board. Is it, is it the same guy every time he runs? Like huge. Yeah, he does like over and over. He's getting ready for the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'm like, all right. It seems like you might get a head he, injury if you do that in the Ewing pool, but okay. For a few friends at the ranch, there's, there's a valet parker. There's a massive amount of chicken on the grill. Yeah. With a, yeah. 
Was that Raul doing the grilling? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Raul was doing the grilling. I'm sure it was like catered. <laughs> I wonder and how then, good of a cook Raul is. I don't know. He's good at serving the food. I don't know. But let's talk then, about Mitch's outfit there. He's wearing the typical 80s shorts with the stripe. Mm-hmm. He's got the striped socks pulled way up, and he's got that tank top, and he brings his own towel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He does bring his own towel. Oh, that's adorable. Because he thinks he's just going to a little thing. He doesn't know. And I think like, this is the first time he's been at South Fork, so I don't think he really even knew what to expect. And my favorite is they're, walk, they're walking through the crowd, and you can hear, like, the background conversations going on, and they're all just, like, rich kid conversations. Like, so Acapulco is really nice this time of year, and... Even before he starts to walk through, he, he says, oh, damn. Right. He's just Did like, you pick oh. pick up on that? Yeah, oh, damn. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. He, he, he was, it was not he's, his thing. Like, he did, immediately wanted to leave. He's very uncomfortable. He, won, he doesn't do well in crowds. No, and I think Lucy he has says, some social well, anxiety. this isn't a crowd. Yeah, this isn't a crowd. This is a small part. This is a small party. A little bit of a crowd, Lucy. Yeah, I think Mitch has some social anxiety, and mostly, like, he just is not his thing. If there are a line of cars up and down the South Fork driveway, and you have a guy parking cars, it is not a small party. (laughs) If there's valet at the party, it's not a small party. (laughs) It is a goddamn crowd, okay? Right. Uh, You know, Lucy, pull your head out of your rich ass and look around you. Yeah, she can't even. So Mitch is just all weirded out, and she's not even picking up on it. Yeah. Right. And then Cliff arrives at Pam's office. She's in the office on a Saturday. I don't know why she stopped off at the office. Were they meeting at the office? I thought she was going to meet him at a restaurant. Right, because they were going to go to lunch. When she left South Fork. Yeah. Yeah. But then they cut to her in the office doing some work on a Saturday. I think Which, everyone I just know. wanted to avoid the party, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, yeah, they don't like want to be around some guy that, and some guy that parks cars. Yeah, right. That's, well, Pam went to bed problem not, with the that, guy who parks cars, but that's that's not their kind. Well, remember, Cliff was married to Ed Haynes uh, for two seconds, so and he's he's a. Although he was a Vietnam vet. I think you said Cliff was married to Ed Haynes. No, Pam Pam was married to okay. Ed Haynes. I, think, uh, I, thought he, I thought you accidentally said Cliff was married to him. I was like, I don't think that was part of the story. <laughs> no, uh, Pam, yeah, Pam was married to Ed yes. Haynes. Um, so, yeah, Cl- Cliff arrives at the office. Yeah, and Pam, she's basically like, I can't eat because I'm all wound up. He's rearranged his whole day for this lunch. What, right. what, what? What is your schedule on a Saturday, Cliff, that you need to rearrange your whole day? He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. Yeah, he's working on Dave Culver's campaign. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to do on Dave Culver's campaign, I guess. Probably wants to get Donna in the sack. I'm sure. So Pam tells Cliff the news, like, hey, I think her mom might be alive. And Cliff does not have the reaction that she thinks he's going to. He just is just like, why are you doing this? She abandoned us. Like, don't forget that. And she's pinning all her hopes on the fact that someone saw her in a town 
three months after she was supposed to be dead, 30 mi- miles south of Corpus Christi. Right. And he's just like, what are you doing? Like, why don't Anything you Anything could have happened in those 20 years. Right. Why don't you and Bobby just pick up, move away, and start a family, which is like the most sensical thing Cliff Barnes has ever said. And leave the Ewings and all. He has to bring the Ewings into it again. He couldn't just have a conversation with her about He's not wrong, her situation. Though. I mean, because the Ewings right. are part of their problems, Bobby and Pam. So just pick up, move away, start a family, do your own thing, forget all this. And, and that was a trigger to Pam yeah. right there. Start a family. Because yeah. she can't do it. Two, mis- two, two miscarriages. Sorry, spiral. Because she's just like, I can't do it. Like, Cliff knows who his father is, as she said. Right. She didn't know her father. He was some South Fork drifter that ended up buried in the ranch with a bullet hole in his head. Right. And she has no connection to. Which is kind of insult. She's like, I don't have a connection to anybody except you're standing next to your brother who you grew up with and you guys were really close your whole lives. Like, like I understand her issue, but also like he's right there. That's her brother. Yeah. You know, she has a connection to him. Yeah. But she's, I think she's probably harping on, she's stuck on her parental Mm -hmm. issues. Yeah, yeah. She just Cliff needs, knew who she, his father was, and she needs some therapy about this whole thing. She really does. She needs to go see Doctor Elby or somebody because she's like, I can't go forward without going back. And it's like, well, maybe you just need right. to talk to somebody because she does desperately. Mm-hmm. Oh, ima- Im- imagine if Doctor Elby had both Pam and Sue Ellen on the couch at different times, uh, talking about their issues. Right. He'd get the whole. He could have stayed. He could have. He could have stuck around for most of the series to be the Ewing family psychiatrist. He could have, and we yeah. could have seen his hair oh, evolve through the eighties. Like spiked mullet at one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Could you imagine him going into the punk rock scene with the About hair and, one earring, and maybe Elfie. an ear and <laughs> and one ear? <laughs> he, he gets like kind a of looking mullet like um, happening. He could kind of go like like Scott Valentine did on Family Ties with the the, the long yeah. black hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Family Ties. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so we cut back. <laughs> I did too. We come we come back to the pool, and okay, it's turned into like an '80s like teen slash college movie. It's Everybody, so people are playing chicken in the pool. And then you find out, like, it's for And there's a money. crowd sit- sitting around the pool and watching them doing it for money. <laughs> right. The like, girl what? mentioned Mitch's uh, outfit when he first got there. Yes, yes. Josh. Oh, yeah, we, we, we went over that. Yeah, yes. but yeah awful. Go ahead. Typical, typical 80s, uh, like, summer awful. camp of, uh, like, vibe. Like, yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. It's basically one of the terrible college movies that Lee McCloskey did in the 80s, which he did very many terrible college movies in the 80s and I watched them all because I love him (laughs) I only wish we could have gotten him together with Peter Richards oh Peter I was like what oh man (laughs) Peter 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 (laughs) oh god I can't oh my god I can't wait I can't wait that is a Mm. okay 
So anyway, people are, are playing chicken, and all of a sudden, it's like a bet, and it goes from 50 bucks to 200 bucks, and you can just see Mitch's face where he's like, oh, I don't have five dollars. Uh, I'm not. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? And then Lucy just uh, Lucy goes jumps and grabs, right in. Yeah, she goes and grabs 200 bucks from her wallet because, of course, she does, and Mitch is just like, she's, I don't she's know. in rich. She's in rich is, girl mode. Yeah. You're a rich yeah. girl and you've gone too far because you know it don't <laughs> my, matter my anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know that from the very beginning, you know Mitch is very like, I'm going to work for it myself. I'm going to do it myself. I don't want handouts. But do you think he got right. upset because he thought, oh, all these rich snobs or because the woman got out of the pool and kind of upstaged him? Because he already looked upset. I think both. Everything was coming to a head. The money, it's like, it was yeah. that male ego, I think. Right. I, uh-huh. I think it's all yeah, of the above. I think he yeah. was doing a slow boil yes. from the moment he arrived True. and saw all the cars yeah, and the valet. Yeah. And yeah. yes. Yeah. And he, he was just like, I'm out. I'm out. I mean, he's so abrupt. And he does that he in more than one episode. The way that he acts, it's almost childish. Yeah. Even though I understand. Some oh, of his- well, totally. I, I get it. But yeah, no, he's, uh, he doesn't handle yeah, it well. The, that's the thing. You have Lucy is, she was born, you know, so rich that she right. she crafts and she diamonds. Can't help okay? what she's born into. And right, so she does not have the perspective or the understanding of what someone like Mitch is trying to do and bring himself right. up from the bootstraps. And. Right. The closest reference she Lucy made was in an episode where she goes, "Oh, well, I I know poverty. My mother worked in a diner." <laughs> and he's right. like, "Oh my yes. god!" He, he, Lucy, he you don't get it. A little like she she just wasn't gonna get like he needed to introduce her a little bit more to his life. I think to get it even mm-hmm. a little bit, and he needed to be more patient because she wasn't gonna get and it. She, right, and also you know. In her defense, also, and it could go both ways. Like you said, she can't help what she was born into, but she also can't help how she was raised. She was raised to be spoiled. So you're asking somebody to do a complete turnaround because you don't, you weren't raised like that. That's people conforming to each other, unless you can compromise or learn each other's lifestyle. So that's not all her fault. And you could. You could see her trying to make beef stroganoff, but destroying it in his apartment. Right. She was trying. She, she was really, like, she going tried. out of her way. But, and she's terrible at it, but, uh, yeah. Aw, I feel bad for And how scene. are... What, what shot do you have at even being able to even make toast when you have All servants cooking for you right. from the time you're right. born? And right. no mother does she teach you how to. <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. Right. She needs some time working in the hot biscuit. <laughs> the hot exactly. biscuit. The hot biscuit. So then we come back to Bobby businessing Ugh. again. Business. I don't business. Like Bobby business. Yeah. With Brady York. Yeah. And- so the numbers in this one are 25,000 barrels a day at $40 per barrel. With the first delivery in three days, as the oil is coming mm-hmm. from Venezuela, uh, I just wanted to write the numbers down and throw them out there in case no one else not. wrote the numbers down. And it seems like 
everybody's pretty much like leery of Bobby because of his lack of experience and whatever. But Bobby like talks a good game and he's like, yeah, no problem. I'll be here in three days because of this reason. And like the whole time Bobby's like, yeah, it'd be no problem because it's definitely going to be here. And he's like, it can't be late. And like just warning bells are going right. off. Like, Set yourself up for failure. If he says it's no problem, there's going to be a problem. Exactly. And then Jack shows up to look at land maps of the Louisiana-Texas border. <laughs> Which they just happen yeah. to have in the office yeah. for some reason. Because he can't Google that shit I was going to say, then. why don't you just get on his home computer and look it up? <laughs> right, just right. And this is even before you would hear... Dial-up modem. But... Bobby gets compliments from what's that guy's name? Do we know what his name is? Brady York. Brady York. Yeah, Brady yeah. York. That that sounds like such a soap opera name. Brady York. It does. Um, yeah, he gets compliments to Jock, and so that's that's nice. But you also know things are gonna go south really quick because of that. <laughs> Jock's Jock is caught off guard at this whole transaction unfoding in front of him. Yeah, he he's, he's like. Oh. Oh, he did a really good. Deer in the headlights oh, look, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play along and. Yeah. But right. it gets Jock to thinking. Yeah, he's like, "Wow, that was actually pretty good of Bobby." All right. Yes. Now we go back to Lucy and Mitch having their class struggle, um, uh, acceptance, yeah. uh, and who is a snob and who's not a snob type of uh, argument. Yeah. She she shows up just as he's heading out to class, and he's trying to brush she's her just off. like, "I was really pissed at you." Yeah, he's he's trying to like blow her off, and she's like, and "I was really I, pissed at you." I told myself I was never going to speak at you again, and right, he's like, yeah. "But now I'm here to apologize because I understand maybe I did something wrong, so I'm apologizing to you." And then he's just kind of a dick about it again, being a baby. Again, yeah. And he doesn't care about acceptance yeah. from her friends. And well, because, and it's so obvious that he does care. Like, that's the whole thing is he feels like they're not going to accept him, even though they totally would. They wouldn't have given a shit. It's just Lucy's boyfriend, right? Um, but he's, I don't care about being accepted, but he does. Yeah. He definitely And I love does. her scorned look when she's <laughs> yelling at him when she walks out. Right, she's just like, actually, like, why am I wasting my time on you? Like, you should have, like, I stand by everything she said. Like, you, you should have, like, not be this way, and you're the one with the problem, and so if you're going to be that way, then we're, we're done. It's your fault, not mine. And I, like, o- yes. I always find that when there is a problem, there are two sides to every story, and they both need to come into the middle Definitely. He needs to get off of his thing. She needs to come down from her perch. He needs to climb up the ladder just a little bit, and they need to meet in the middle with Malcolm. With with Malcolm. Yes. (laughs) I got that reference. (laughs) Yes. I love just slipping these subtle references into it. It's like Mr. Subliminal. Yeah. So Jair's fixing a drink for Jock, who comes home and says, actually... Bobby's doing a really good job. Uh, I didn't think he's going to do a good job, but he's he's making some really good decisions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically giving uh, 
JR all the information that JR is going to need to do bad things to Bobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just filling him in on all the stuff. And then JR's like, yeah, I sound, I think, and then he's like, I think he should stay on as president. And JR's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh huh. Excuse me, I'm going to take my wife out to dinner. Right. Which, this next scene, it. Awkward. He says he's going to take his wife out to dinner, and then we cut, and it's pitch dark at South Fork, and they're up in their room still getting ready for dinner? I guess. Right. Yeah. Did they go upstairs and have sex? Possibly. Uh, They've been having a lot of that lately. Yeah, I think they've probably. Because he's fooling her. Right. Oh. Did he he tap the oil field again? Oh. So anyway, like JR is far too giddy getting ready, f- yeah. dressed for dinner. He's like super giddy. Um, and in. then we cut to uh, Bobby is super proud of himself. But, which uh, J- wait, JR, JR tells Sue Ellen that Bobby's heading for a fall and nobody knows. Oh, right, right, right. Which is why he's super giddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then Bobby's far too proud of himself. So you know that this is impending doom. Um, more, and more gloating from Connie and all happiness and yep, smiley yep. and. And Bobby, uh, Pam comes and he's like, what are you doing here? And he's, and she's like, we're supposed to go out to dinner. And I feel like that's all Bobby does is forget that he's supposed to go to dinner with I Pam. I know. Every time. Every time. <laughs> all the time. Ugh. Forgetting about lunches and dinners and just boom, boom, boom. Right. And then the phone rings. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. I'm looking at him. Yep. The tanker went down. He just lost eighteen million dollars. And six hundred thousand barrels of Doesn't oil. Doesn't that just bite you in the crawl? Uh, right uh, on the bottom of the ocean somewhere. Oof. Hopefully they're in perfectly sealed containers, so that way we're not getting some environmental issues with leaking oil into the probably ocean. Probably not. Probably not. Right. It's 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 probably bad. It's all bad. So this is a pre Exxon Valdez oil slip out there. Yes, yes. Uh, and, then and that we may not ch- be the last time they have a tanker issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we cut to JR and <laughs> Simone in bed. Gross. And Sue Ellen snuggling up to him. <laughs> JR just keeps getting better and better. Oh, God. It's like, it sure it does. It sure does. Uh, and end scene. As the camera pulls up on. Above them, in bed with the sheets, slithering in the that's sheets. So gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sarah, that's not gross. They're 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 a married well, couple. Man, no, it's married it's couple just gross. She's like, it's the best. It just, just I because, know. It's just, like, <laughs> just because you know he tricks her all the time, and she falls for it every I know. time. Every time, yeah. He's just giving her attention, and that's all it takes. It's sad. I know. Well, next week when we come back, we'll so have I'm Melanie gonna, back with us. Yeah. Yes, we will. We'll have Melanie, hopefully. Knock on Formica. So I'm going to give this four bourbons and a Texas-Louisiana land map. All right. I'm going to give it a 3.75, just because it's not my most favorite, but I like some things, yep. and Mitch's tube socks. <laughs> oh, interesting. And uh, 
I'm going to give it a zero. No, uh, yeah. I'm going to give it a, <laughs> let's see, 4.15 and Different. a pile of meat on the grill that Raul is cooking. Nice. Okay. All right. And I want to give just two quick shout outs uh, before the before we cut out for the evening. Um, just want to welcome uh, my my sister's uh Best friend's mother-in-law uh, from North Carolina, Lucinda Davis, is going to be listening to the podcast. So I said I'd give her a shout out and welcome. Hello, Lucinda. Lucinda, um, hey. And a special shout out to Sharon Henderson, who obviously just celebrated her birthday this month. She she did deal with the coronavirus, um, and she is now in Louisiana, New Orleans doing American Red Cross uh, work for the hurricane victims. Uh, she joined That's that nice. uh, last year. And cool. just want to give a special shout out to Sharon and all the good work she and the volunteers are doing in North Carolina. I'm uh, not North Carolina. New, New Orleans. Orleans. New Orleans. Yes. New Orleans. I was awesome. looking at something that said North Carolina. So a special shout out to Sharon and keep doing what you're doing, everybody down there. And hopefully we can clean that area up and... Get them back to normal living. Yeah. Yep. Everybody who has been through South Fork over the years knows Sally Peavy, who actually, she's remarried. Her last name is Hammonds now. Sally uh, retired this summer after over 20 years uh, or 25 years, maybe 30, at South Fork as the face of South Fork. She was the head tour guide. She... She's decided to retire, so just a special shout out to Sally on her retirement. Congratulations, whatever you're doing Sally. now. Congratulations, Sally, and thanks for everything. Yes, hopefully we'll see you down the road somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now our new Patreon at Patreon slash UNBQ. And hey, we have like <laughs> 600 followers on Instagram around. I'm pushing 4,000. Let's make so that happen. So if you could help us, let's make that happen. Um, if once we get to 1,000, then we're going to, we'll, we'll do something special for that. So help make that happen. Tell your friends to follow, et cetera, because we would like to. I'm going to go streaking through South Fork. No. <laughs> 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 Uh, just kidding. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. But we have a, we have a special what? surprise when <laughs> that happens. So, uh, yeah, awesome. So we will see you next time when we are doing episode seven. Right on top of that, Rose. Which uh, is the 61st okay. episode of the series, as I'm going by the book here. Mm -hmm. And it is called The Fourth Sun. Oh, right. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. yeah, I actually knew that. Yes. Spelled S-O-N, not S-U-N. Yes. We will be reviewing The Fourth Sun. Awesome. All right. Until then, bye. Bye, y'all. Y'all come back now, you hear? Next on Dallas. Curious, sir. Funny, isn't it? The whole ship just disappeared like that? Thank God, Suella. I'm warning you, JR. 
keep out of my way. Well, collide if you're in mine, I'll guarantee you. Looks like I got here just in time to break up a brawl, huh? Tell me, after all these years, you bring out this story. I figured maybe my luck had changed. You know, don't you count on it. You don't remember me, do you, boy? I can't say that I do. I'm Amos Crabbs, son. Your long-lost daddy. <laughs>